Hey there, beautiful people, and happy Friday. I hope today has brought you nothing but reasons to smile. And if it hasn't, you know how it goes. By the time you leave here today, you will have either laughed at me or with me, perhaps both, and I'm okay with either. But today, as you know, I have Clint Powell who will be joining me and we'll be discussing woes in business, a few things that we may have not done so well, what's been learned from them, and how to go forward. The great part about today's message, this isn't just about business. It's how habits and discipline and other things can flow over into all parts of your life and why it's so important to be aware of what you're doing, how you're doing it, and to be honest with yourself, to pull yourself forward and say, hey, let me look at what's really going on. A lot of people don't want to do that, good or bad. And so we're going to talk about what happens when you don't look at the numbers, what happens when you don't look at the truths. So I know you'll get something from this. This isn't just for business owners. This is for anybody who wants to learn. And hopefully there's a whole lot of somebodies out there who want to learn. Clint Powell, as you know, is the voice of During the, During the Break podcast. One of my favorites. I like his diversity. My podcast kind of gets, uh, well, let's say clouded with a lot of positivity and maybe not a whole lot of interesting stories. Clint, on the other hand, well, he's always giving us interesting stories. So I'm going to give you a little bit about Clint, and um, I'm sure that you have yourself looked into Mr. Clint Powell. I hope you have. If you haven't, shame on you. Check into him. He's a great guy. So over the past three decades, he has worn many hats, small business owner, sales rep, sales manager, marketing business consultant, and now a host to a radio show and several podcasts. There's another podcast. He'll mention that. I bring the lessons learned through the successes and failures from his, from his conversations. You learn the lessons that he's learned in success. You know what I'm talking about. I just messed that all up. But his media platforms give people and businesses the chance to share their story. And hopefully his programs entertain along the way, which they do, because you'll see we'll laugh a lot through this today. He also works as a consultant with small businesses and individuals to develop their themselves and to help them grow. I'm not going to um, keep messing up all these words here. I'm going to bring him on and he can introduce himself. Um, thank you for being here. And uh, more importantly, let's bring on Mr. Clint. Hey, Clint, I botched your whole intro. How about no, that? No, I have a feeling that whoever wrote that kind of <laughs> messed it up when they sent it to you. And I got that from years ago. So that's my fault for not editing better when I it just made me sound old I've done a lot of stuff so makes you sound great I think it's great that you have different hats what has been one of your favorite things that you've done really quick before I let you well I I love the start of a new business it's almost like the smell of a new morning so whenever I get to start a business I love it uh, and but I think to be honest with you when I found podcasting it uh, kind of combined a bunch of different things. It allows me to play somewhat consultant, somewhat uh, when I need therapy, I can bring people like you on. So I get cheap, really inexpensive therapy and just disguise it as a podcast. I get to talk to cool people. So probably podcasting would be one of my favorites. So how did you bump into podcasting? What happened? One day you said, mm, podcast. Yeah, that's it. Really? No, well, yeah, I listened to podcasts forever and I owned, I owned and hosted a radio show called Marketing Mix Radio for about eight years where we, of course, focused on advertising, marketing, business and sales and leadership. And what I noticed was I started saying this all the time. We'd have a guest on, we'd go to break 
and I would have these great conversations about it, just a trip they just took or something they tried and failed, but we didn't have time when we came back to the radio show. Right. And I thought, man, that's a, we're having a podcast in between each of these segments. Mm -hmm. So that's when I started the show. I was like, well, why don't I have a podcast with like the leftovers of all the really cool conversations? That, and I, I do really like the name. And I think I've told you that before, like during the break, that is, that is, that is awesome. That is awesome. Thank you. So if you were to gauge all the different hats that you wore, which would you say is the most successful? Uh, connecting people. Connecting people? Yeah. Connect, I mean, if you were, I, I'm a, that's a different, I guess that can uh, take different forms, but the hat of introducing people to other people that can help them grow their business or fulfill a need or take them to the next level, probably connecting people. And that's kind of been a, running theme through all of my businesses, whether I work for somebody or own my own business. Now, if you were to scale yourself on a one to 10 as a business owner, what kind of, what kind of interview gets, makes me, all right, go for it. Go for uh, it. If you were to scale yourself from one to 10 in a span of, let's say five years, how much do you think you've grown? And can you share with some of us, some of the things that you stuck your foot in that you kind of learned better not to do? Yeah. <clears throat> So that's a great question, but it's also a little, I got to pull it apart a little bit. And the reason is, <clears throat> uh, if you're a small business owner, you wear a lot of hats. Mm -hmm. You're the financial person, you're the salesperson. A lot of times you take out the trash. I'm also uh, the customer service rep a lot of, for a lot of, seriously, you're everything. And, and if you have a sales, I mean, if you have a, if you've hired people, somebody calls in or there's a problem, I'm also possibly HR or I'm filling in for the person that called in sick. Right. <clears throat> and so, when you say judge yourself what hat, it depends on what hat I'm wearing. So right. as an overall business owner, I would think that sometimes I was a great business owner. The mm -hmm. last business I had, I was a great business owner for about seven or eight years. And then the last two or three years, I started making some bad decisions. And so I think that scale uh, changes depending on uh, what you're asking me I'm doing at the moment. And more importantly, am I consistently applying the habits that I know to apply. So I did a lot of seminars for over, you know, 20 years, probably two or 300 seminars. And I quit practicing a lot of the stuff I tell people to do. So some of the basic things that I stepped in were, I'll use you as an example. This is an example of something I did. So if you're a business owner and you put, I'm gonna work on my business Monday morning at 9 a.m. from nine to 10. Okay. If something happens at 8.30 in your business, what, what's, what meeting do you cancel first that day? Mm -hmm. The meeting with yourself. Right. So if you're a commission only sales rep or a small business owner, you cannot delegate the growth of your business out to anybody else. Right. You can hire salespeople. You can hire receptionists. You can hire a bunch of folks. You cannot hire direction of your business. Mm -hmm. One of the things I stopped doing because I got so busy just trying to hold things together is I stopped working, um, start working um, on the business. I stopped spending time with myself mm -hmm. intentional. When you say time with yourself, what does that include? Is that looking well, at the business or self-development or what? Both, what? all of it. Okay. So like when I talk to small businesses, a lot of times we have to start very granular, very micro. Okay. I want to get to this big destination. Well, before you get to the big destination, you have to back out of your driveway. Well, where's your driveway? You don't know where your driveway is at right now. Right. And so um, when I'm talking about spending time on your business or with yourself, it is in the numbers, those key performance indicators. Am I looking at those KPIs? Am I looking at what culture? Am I spending time on my sales process, processes and procedures? Let me tell you, 
when you start doing well in business and you get busy from success, failure and success are both busy. Mm. I'm either busy being successful or I'm busy trying to avoid going under. And so if you're a business owner or a salesperson, you're always going to be busy. Right. And, and so if busy is an excuse not to do what you're supposed to do, you'll never do what you're supposed to do. So it's funny when I ask people, I say, well, do you spend time on, you know, well, yeah, I do. Uh, well, when? Well, when I have time, well, you're giving yourself your leftover time. Mm-hmm. And when you're in your time, what are you spending your time on? Right. Usually it's just how much money are we making? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's not a good health check. That's not a good way to, to, to monitor the direction of your business. Um, so I would think one of the first things I did was I stopped spending quality time with myself, going over, tracking my numbers, tracking the happiness of my employees, my menu, my services menu got way too big. I started trying to offer things just for cash because mm-hmm. I needed cash. But exactly. here's the thing. If you're not tracking your cash flow, mm-hmm. right? Right. And you don't know where it's going. And if you're making enough money to tide yourself over, it'll cover a lot of mistakes. You mentioned that. So so I will say that the idea of this whole um, meeting we're having there here is because the podcast you mentioned about failing. And so you did mention that about how you can have enough to fill some holes. Can you go over that analogy? Yeah, yeah I think I think the most the most dangerous place a business or a salesperson can get is a place of success because success will hide mistakes mm. it'll hide it'll it'll cover up your bad habits it'll cover up poor decision makings with your money and then when there's attrition or your consequences catch up with your actions when the water goes out off the beach you see what's left right and if you have not kept your habits and you've not been intentional about tracking your 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 money and tracking your time then all of a sudden you you're not successful you, mm-hmm. you know <clears throat> It's really odd. We all know this. We plant the crops. We nurture the crops. We reap the harvest, right? So when I'm having success today, more than likely, it's based off something that I did before today. Right. Okay. Well, if I'm having success right now, I don't know why we as business owners and sales reps just feel like we've arrived. Like there's not going to be another harvest that I have to do next month or three months or six months. Right. And so we just stop doing the things and money will cover all that up. It'll cover up. It'll cover up where you're spending money wrong. It'll cover up bad hires. Have I hired too many people? That's what I did. I hired too many people. Mm -hmm. I started doing providing services or offering services. I really wasn't good at. Right. Um, So it's just it's just bad decision after bad decision. Like we talked about that tsunami of bad decisions. Right. I get that. One of the things I used to take over companies that were you know, going down. And I was kind of like the reviver. I'd come in and I'd make everything great. And the the things that I found that led to companies that had poor uh, retention or high turnover or loss of money, the three areas for me was one, the employees that were there, um, they were just hired and that was it. There was no continual training. There was no normal um, or I guess you can say regular, um, how are they doing? You know, what do you call it? employee evaluations there was no evaluations there was you know people would be there eight years and never have a raise uh there was just there was no employee appreciation none of that the other thing is they let bad seeds stay they would avoid hard conversations with employees that were bad apples and they would just let it stink up the whole company because they didn't want to get into an hr lawsuit and they didn't want to do all these things and you know um it's a scary place for companies Mm -hmm. so um employee is that that's an interesting and very sensitive topic 
I told, uh, <clears throat> we used to do sales training or, and even customer service training for some smaller businesses here locally. And I used to tell the, the business owners, your first client, your first customer is your employee. Mm. If you're not treating your employees at least as good as the customer, then you got some problems. They're going to talk about it. Well, yeah, well, it's, yeah, it's trickle down attitude. If everything else trickle down, you know, if, if they're miserable, your, your customers aren't going to stay happy very long. And, yep. and that'll get back to you. And so, yeah, if you're not treating employees right, uh, and that goes for your vendors too, by the way. If it goes for vendors, employees, third party. If you're not treating them as good as your customers, uh, that will eventually cost you money and it'll cost you relationships in the, in the future. Awesome. So how long has your podcast been around? Three, see, 2018. Um, was it 2018 or 2017? It's been three or four years. I can't remember. Dayfire podcast where we're about, we talk about adventure and the great outdoors. Uh, Dawson Wheeler used to own a, uh, he used to own a company called Rock Creek Outfitters. And okay. he founded it and sold it after 30 years. Is one of the biggest in the country. And we started that about two years to go together. And he is a, he's an adventure guru all around the world. And I'm the guy that chases waterfalls on the weekend. So it's a good mix. That's nice. That, yeah, that it's is. a good mix. So where do you see, or is there anything or a particular, let me just say, is there an area of focus that you want to <clears throat> try to take during the break too? I've seen this awesome debate one time with you online where somebody was like, pick a subject or pick a subject matter for your podcast. And you said, well, just, you know, enjoy it. Is that how, I mean, I enjoy it. So let yeah. me just say that. But is, is during the break just going to be, how do you pick your subject matter? Let's talk about that. How do you I pick, pick guests? Just, just interesting guests. I, yeah, I don't think I'll ever really change the uh, the during the break podcast. What do we do or what I do? I like talking to interesting people, and they they can interesting people can come from business, they can come from outdoors, they can come from heartaches or veterans. I mean, interesting people are interesting people. So that's that's a little bit of a selfish, you know, that scratches that itch. The day fire is pretty clear. It's outdoor, right? Right. Uh, and it's gear and big adventures and storytelling and conservation and barriers to entry and all that. Um, and uh, I, I might start a couple of other ones. I've got one. I'm a fire marketing mix radio back up as a podcast with my co-host. And uh, we may start doing a couple of those a month. But if we did the the marketing mix radio and, and if we fired that one back up, it would I would like that because I miss talking business. I miss talking leadership. I miss talking ownership, sales processes. I miss that. What do, you, what do you like about sales? The, uh, the, I mean, what is it about sales that that makes you like it? I can give myself a raise every any day I want one. <laughs> any day I want to say, any day I want to give myself a raise, I can get a raise. I don't have to ask Amy for a raise. Right. I can get up today and go. You know what? I need. I need. I need more money. Okay. You can't do that in most jobs. Right. And, and now I'm at an age, now that I'm in my mid fifties, I'm in an age where I like to help other salespeople. That's really what I like to do the most. If That's you tell right. me I got a cold call on a bunch of doors, yeah. I'm gonna get cranky and pissy really quick. <laughs> so no vacuum sells for you? No, I mean, I might, I'll sell one for you, like 20 grand. I mean, if I can sell one vacuum cleaner and kill for the month, maybe. Remember the whole Kirby thing? I don't oh. know, big thing in Tennessee, but gosh, in California, everybody wanted to Kirby you to death. Not, not Kirby, not Kirby knock. and uh, Encyclopedia Britannicas. <laughs> we had those. We bought them. My mother and dad were suckers. This poor, some poor college kid. I'm yeah. selling, but we'll buy it. I've got a vacuum. We'll buy it. I don't care if it works. Just give us the damn box, and here's your money. So, do Girl Scout cookies count in that? 
Yeah, they don't do any door to door anymore for that. You have to buy those. That's, you know, it used to be they came to you, knocked on your door. Oh, I'm going to help them out. Now you just have to buy them when you're walking inside the grocery store. What's your favorite uh, Girl Scout cookie? So before the vegan years, it was the macaroon. Yeah. Does that, does that say that right? Macaron? I don't know. Long. Thanks to macaron. 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 macaron or something. I just like the peanut butter ones. Peanut butter. Mm. Yeah, that's me. Okay. I'm very bland though. Well, so I didn't know you were, uh, I didn't know you're a vegan or what yeah. are you? Yeah. <laughs> Is that American? Are you? <laughs> well, I what? think it's international, but yeah. <laughs> um, I've been vegan. Do you stand when we say the Pledge of Allegiance if you're a, ve- a vegan? What the heck are we? Begin to do, I'm sure. I don't know. Uh, yeah, veganism. I will tell you, it has been an amazing experience. I guess that's a podcast all on its own, but um, it was first a spiritual choice because I wanted to feel like I was clean inside and out type thing while I was going to fast for some answers. Not fast, but clean eat for some answers. And then I, being the curious self, said, Let me learn about it. Let me see the benefits to it. Let me. So as I dove deeper, I that was it. And it's been that way since November of you know this last year so really yeah good for you thanks I yeah you. if i'll eat I'll, I'll think about you when i eat a steak continue on i'm sorry and i'll think about you when you eat the steak too <laughs> absolutely <laughs> wonderful clint's eating a steak tonight Thank you. i you know okay so i will say this when i go into the grocery store i went to the grocery store the other day and i don't know and i don't want to call this grocery store out but i don't know what happened all i know is i smelled meat and the smell of meat is not really cute uh, it's not like smelling the roses when you go in the flower section. It's like when you smell meat, it just smells really gross. And it reminded me of how thankful I am not to eat that. Oh, wow. See, yeah, I just immediately, I think, oh, that smells terrible. I bet it would smell better if it was on a grill. Mm-hmm. That's what I yeah. think. With barbecue sauce, maybe or maybe not. depends on how you do it. A little bit it. of onions, some bell peppers, but keep on. I'm sorry. I could do that. Yeah. So if you want to say or let you know of a true story with me and um, when it came to sales, I was new to San Diego, moved to San Diego, California, got a job as like an administrative assistant, which was, you know, okay, all right. Basically, you're doing your boss's job. Don't tell anybody that, but you're do- doing your boss's job, keeping him on track, yada, yada. I was handing the checks out to the salespeople and I had to fold them and put them in envelopes. And I started seeing their checks, the salespeople's checks compared to my check. I too have over, I don't know how many years of sales experience in the teens. And um, I, I told my boss, I said, you know, I think I want their position. And he's like, you know, are, are, you, are you sure it's not guaranteed? You go in there every day. You don't know what the leads are going to bring you. You don't know, you know, and I said, well, whatever it brings me, I'm sure that the comparison between my check and their check, even if it was in the middle, is going to be a good day. And so I took that leap and he kept he kept discouraging me. He was like, Amy, that's not a guaranteed position. You know, sales is risky. And, you know, and I just said, I believe in me, though. So I did it. And of course, record sales I ended up in my own department, which was ended up being a, a retention department. But I, I ran teams virtually everywhere. I think at that business, we were doing merchant processing for large companies and getting them on the um, um, the exchange program or interchange or whatever it was. So anyway, just a story about how well, same thing, how I wanted to make my own paycheck. Well, so are we, do we have time for another story or you have other questions you for me about time. business? Because, it's, okay. This is my Friday show. So I got, I had a commercial cleaning business when I was 26, started my own business. 27. Well, yeah. Did really good. We had about 40 clients regionally. We had about seven or eight people working for us, got married, had a stepson at the time, and I realized I don't want to leave my house every night either to go clean or go check on people cleaning houses. So I want to be home. So I sold my part of the business off, went and got a job as a sales rep to a local talk radio. 
Mm-hmm. And it's 100% sales after 90 days, right? Right. I love the station, listen to it forever. <clears throat> Did all my training. So there's two great stories that come from this. One's about the phone and then the other is about a sales call. So if I forget, because I'm not writing it down and I'm old, you remember that. Okay. So the first one, so I, I, I go through the training, some of the best training I've ever had. I'm three weeks into, week after my training, two weeks of training, next week, I get my first lead from not self-generated. They called into the station. And I'm like, I'll take it. Hey. My tie you know, my no neck, I look like a minion. I'm like, let's go. So did I you go. Because you did it too tight? No, I, I honestly, I, this is no lie. I was playing rugby at the time. So my neck was bigger than it is now. So I had to button it like this. Because in order to get the 18 and a half inch neck, I'm only 5'10". So the sleeves look like my dad, you know, like I've got my giant uncle's shirt on. It's rolled up. I looked sloppy. I did, that's the way I had to dress. Anyway, so I go to this sales call. <clears throat> I go in and I'm very nervous. I'm uh-huh. like, I'm, it's my first call. I've got my notebook and I sit down with the guy and he worked downtown Chattanooga. And I sit down and I start asking him my questions, my tell me, right? I got to figure out about you. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, so when did you start your business? Well, how many employees do you have? I'm just going through my checklist. Right. Well, after about the fifth question, I look up. He's now turned his back to me and he's looking in his filing cabinet behind him. He's filing stuff. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, he's going to get something out and show it to me. He's answering my questions. I keep going down. About three questions later, I realize he's turned around. <laughs> and I go, um, is, is this a bad time? He turned around and looked at me. And this is, this is the truth because they had been running ads on the radio station. We need right. salespeople. He turned and looked at me and he goes, are you one of those people that they hired off the ad? Uh-huh. I was like, yeah. He goes, oh, uh, okay. Turned back around and kept filing. That's all. He, I go, hey, okay, I'll talk to you later. I just turned and walked out. I got in my car and I remember, and I did a podcast about this. I got in my car and I remember going, I, I, I just need to go do something else. I'm not meant for this. I mean, all of the, it hit me like, a, I mean, I got kids now. Right. I drove back to the station. It took about 15 or 20 minutes. I got back. I, I had collected my thoughts, went and talked to my sales manager. And he just looked at me. He says, it happened right to you off the bat for you, but welcome. I go, what do you mean? He goes, if you can't get through it, you need to quit now. Mm-hmm. That won't be the last time that somebody disrespects you because they don't. Well, fast forward a year and a half, two years later, I was the number one sales rep. That same guy on the same company called back in because he never did anything with us. Right. And I said, I'll take it. And we went back, I went back and we sold, I sold him. He said, I finally looked at him halfway through the presentation. He goes, I like what you're saying. I said, I appreciate that. I said, you don't remember me. I told him the story. He goes, oh. he, goes, oh I'm like, he goes, I'm not getting a discount at him. I said, no chance in hell, buddy. <laughs> your rate card. All right. Last story on this. And then you can ask me about anything else about business or habits or whatever. I, we did part of our training was making cold calls via phone. Remember, we didn't have the internet like we have now. We didn't have right. text messages. Right. There was no social media. Anyway. So <clears throat> I practice and I practice. So I get out of training my two weeks. I've got my call list. I go in the conference room by myself. Right. Because I'm going to, I don't want to mess up in front of so I'm calling people. Yeah, I'd like to talk to whoever's in charge of your advertising, please. And I'm, I make all my mistakes in silent. I mean, in, in, a, in a lone arena, right? Right. I did that two or three days. I thought, okay, awesome. I've conquered my fears. I'm ready to go sit back out in my cubicle. And, you know, the cubicle's got the little sidewalls. Yep. And there's another radio. I worked for a place called WGOW Talk Radio here in Chattanooga. And there was another there's another radio station called US 101. It was the big one at the time. So I pick up the phone. And as soon as I, I hit speaker, 
I don't know why I did this, but I hit speaker, dialed the number, hit speaker, and I'm sitting in my cubicle. And the guy goes, hello. I said, I need to talk to whoever's in charge of your marketing and advertising. He goes, that's me. I'm not used to that. I'm used to a gatekeeper. <laughs> and I go, oh, um, and there's a guy sitting right next to me in the cubicle. I go, yeah, well, I was wondering if, and this is, I'm going to try to quote this 30 years ago. Uh, well, I was wondering if you would have money for advertising because that's why I do that over here on the radio station. I do advertise, I, I handle the, some advertising for companies. And if you would like to, I, I could probably help you with your advertising. If you do that sort of thing, and I look over and the guy sitting next to me in the cubicle leans in like this, he goes, <laughs> and the guy goes, who are you with? I said, US 101, and just hung up the phone because that's not the station I work for. So again, I picked my crap up and went back to the conference room for three days. And I just, a guy's name was Mike. And I just remember, really dude, right in the middle, he goes, that was one of the best crash and burns I've ever witnessed my entire life, dude. Wow. And look, and then we became successful. So there you go. There you go. That is, that is an awesome story. I, yeah, I remember the phone calls and I remember the leads and I remember the cubicles and how we used, well, you know, for a lot of the females, we like to kind of dress ours up, but um, yeah. I remember but, the cubicle days, and I think it takes a special person to be a salesperson, by the way. But I, well, and I do, the reason those stories are important, I try to make them fun and I include them in my podcast because if you've been in it, if, if you've been in it a while, we all can share them. But if you're new, and that's what I find a lot of people coming to me when they're new, right. if you have that moment and you don't have a hard and good sales manager in your life right. to help navigate that, you truly will. You may quit before you get through the breakthrough. Right. And so I tell those stories because it's funny, but I also tell that story because if you're a new salesperson out there and you hear that, you go, really? Yeah, you're going to have it too. Be ready to suck it up buttercup and push through. Right. So. And the thing is, I try to tell you know people when I would be training sales teams as well, it's just another person. You know, sometimes the salesperson looks at their self as somebody who's the, the beggar type thing. Like, oh God, I really need to, when you realize this is just, you. one, you have to believe in what you're doing. Cause if you yeah. don't, you, I mean, it's just, it's not going to go well. Secondly, you're just talking to somebody. This is, this is, this he's, they're not a scary person. Yeah. They're just a person. That's it. So get to your nose to get to your yes. You know, there's tons of books on that and everything. Yep. Else, so. Track your nose, track them. Track your nose, not yeah. your nose, but your nose. Yeah, you might track your nose. Where's your nose at? Your nose might be in somebody else's business. Get it out. Yeah. Somebody else's lane. Yep. So let me ask you, Clint, what are some of your hobbies? Um, I don't do many hobbies. I'm the boy in the bubble. I like to podcast. That's a hobby. I only make a little bit of money on that every month. Uh, I like to box or hit the heavy bag. I used to do a box a little bit. I like to hit the heavy bag. I like fire pits with my dog. I do like hikes. But I'm not a. I'm not going to the top of your mountains. I'm not going to go. Oh, let's go to the top of the fifteen thousand. Nope. I, I got a little trail right over here, mm -hmm. and that's where I go get me my three or four miles in and be done with it. What are you reading right now? Uh oh man, I wish you, I, I don't. I listen to more books. So right now, um, the history of states. A friend of mine just sent it to me. Anyway, I'll have to. I can't remember the exact name of it. But I'm listening on Audible. I'm re-listening to a book that I read a thousand times. It's The Greatest Salesman in the World by Ogman. Og, uh, I can't remember his last name. OG something. Mm -hmm. But it's The Greatest Salesman in the World. Okay. I'm listening to it right now. It's a short listen, but it's a really good book. What's something you got from it so far? Well, the, the habits. Track okay. your habits. <clears throat> I mean, that's it, when people come to me, the first thing I ask them to do is send me what your schedule looks like for the last 10 days. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. because, and I don't mean just business, 
If you're a business owner or salesperson, you are not separating business and personal. It's it, your DNA is your DNA is is intertwined. Absolutely. Yeah. So learning how to navigate that is important and, and get rid of the myth. I'm going to have balanced. I'm all work. Or I'm all play. You may have that at sometimes, but yeah. learning when to say no and when to say yes. I know people take three hours in the middle of the day off at work, but right. they also don't go to bed till midnight. Right. So um, I, I think tracking your habits is the is the one thing. And so when I'm reading this book again, it, it is about being consistent in your mindset. And mm -hmm. if you're if you're a business owner and salesperson, and you're not tracking your habits. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm that's I mean that's a big deal. Track your habits. That's track your habits. Well, here's the deal: you got habits whether you're tracking them or not. I, I talk to people and they go, I don't really have any habits. I go, yeah, you do. You do. I actually, I'm, I'm reading this book and my, one of the assignments is that in it is to um, talk about your time wasters, you know, uh, talk about things that aren't, aren't really valuable and to be honest with yourself about them. And I think sometimes as adults, we give ourselves BS passes. You know, like, oh, we're an adult. I don't, I can do my own, I can do it my way and do whatever and you're going, okay. But are you getting the results that you're really looking for? So, yeah, yeah I agree 100. I tell. So whatever you avoid in life is usually where your growth is coming from or needs to come from. So whatever I'm avoiding as a business owner. Mm -hmm. So when I tell myself, oh, I can, I can do, I give myself a pass. Usually, the things that I'm avoiding or I hate doing is really where my growth will come from when I suck it up and do it. And then I, yeah, and I just did a podcast called The Trojan Horse. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they were trying to take the city of Troy. They rode the whole horse up and then they, they pulled it inside the gates. Mm -hmm. We as adults, especially business owners, because we operate a lot of times in a vacuum where we, we have not set up our, our unofficial board of directors of people that are good at different things that right. hold us accountable, right? Mm -hmm. So what happens is we get these excuses that we're really comfortable with. We get that cause us to either get busy or to give ourselves, like you called it, the BS pass. Mm -hmm. And we they knock on the gate right when we go, okay, I've got to make, I've got to do collections. I've got to make those phone calls, right? right? And it rolls up to our gate and we pull it in. And then right when we're about to do something that will be beneficial, the excuses pop out and we defer to comfort. We right. defer to busy. Well, I'll do that after I clean my desk. Mm-hmm. An mm -hmm. hour goes by and you go, oh, well, no, I got to pick up Johnny now. After I get back from picking up Johnny and it's now it's the next day and you still hadn't done what you did. You hadn't made the phone calls. You hadn't done the stuff. Exactly. I'll say uh, for me and I'll let you I'll ask you what it has been for you. I would say the lesson of my last as we're looking at what July. So we're six months into the year. One of the things that I know I have grown in and has been most beneficial and maybe I'm a little behind in, in figuring this out, but um, showing up for myself that anytime I put off these things that so-called BS passes used to let me get away with, I'm cheating myself. I'm not showing up for myself. I'm what does that, I mean, what does that look like in your world though? Is there any specific example of like something so, you want? Yeah. For instance, you just talked about it, like a, a phone call, a list of calls that I need to make. And then I'm like, oh, well, they're just calls. I can just do them later. No, you get up and do them. I got that picture sitting there that I said I was going to hang today, but we can do it tomorrow. There's no more of that. It's you need to hang the picture, hang the picture. You need to do this, you do that. You just show up. Now, that means if I pull a couple of things that weren't on this today's do list, to do list or whatever, that doesn't dismiss the things I still need to do. Mm -hmm. So um, I just, it's really just showing up for yourself. Because if you had a partner or if you had a, 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 a 
a job where they're supposed to give you a paycheck or or whatever you'd expect them to show up for you if they didn't come home that night your mate or your spouse or whatever or your job didn't give you a paycheck or the mailman didn't deliver your mail or the grocery store no longer had groceries you would you, you'd be upset because they didn't show up for you but you can you can fall short on yourself and give it a bs pass so showing up for myself has really been huge for me this year yeah, one of the things that I, 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 I'm terrible at, well, I don't know, I go in and out of it, is along the lines of what you just said, is I always find myself better and being more productive when I do the hard things early in my day. The things that I do not like the most, when I do those early on, I feel empowered. It's like if you can do a, have my quiet time, work out, and do an hour's worth of digging ditches and go, this is ugly, it's right. dirty, I hate it. Well, it's nine o'clock and I feel like I can conquer the world at that point. Right. And, and so that's, that's something that I agree with. And I, I go in and out of that as being, being good and bad at as well. Good. Yeah. So I want to be nosy. So tell, tell us something that we don't know about. You. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot, but I'm just saying. Oh yeah. There's, yeah. Print facts. This start. isn't stuff I'm going to have to talk to God about, is it? We're not talking those kind of things, are we? Uh, no, it's probably not. Okay, right. good. I was like, hmm. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'm pretty out there publicly. Um, let's see. Let's see, uh, I don't know. Do you want something, a hobby or business? Which one? I'll let you pick the category. Oh, I have to pick a category. Yeah. This is a podcast. We're going to share this. So yeah. You already did hobby. I mean, you didn't really have a whole lot of those. So, I mean. <laughs> well, okay. My hobby, right? <laughs> this smart ass pardon my language on your podcast this is how not to get invited back to a podcast ladies and gentlemen 101 it's a new book i'm writing how to suck at podcasting well you always say that like you are the the master of telling people what not to do or whatever it is i'm your failure avoidance coach yeah i'm your failure avoidance coach how, so on the on the personal hobby side when it comes to the boxing i started boxing late in life i used to just do it as for fun so after some life changes in 2017 i won the world's masters boxing championship between the ages of 40 and 50 thank you very much wow. kansas city missouri thank you very much kansas city kansas okay. sorry uh business wise uh i don't know i owned a billboard company for eight years and sold it off to uh lamar billboard company that was a long time ago. So I do like Lamar because they use their billboards that are empty and put positive quotes up there. Yeah. I think that is pretty awesome. I don't know yeah. if you guys noticed that, but I did. I look around when I drive, I guess. Uh, I, I look around, but not near as much. When I owned the billboard company, I was looking at billboards all the time. So I'll tell you what, I've noticed, I've done a good job, I think, of training my daughter. We'll be driving by billboards now. My daughter will go, that's a terrible billboard. Look, it's too many words. It's too oh. light of a font. And I'm like, <laughs> Good job, honey. That's chilling. All right. Uh, yeah, I don't know what else I've done. I've spoke, uh, I, I did a roast locally with about 600 people where I got it had to be funny for 10 minutes. Mm. So I, and I'll be honest with you, the reason that sticks out in my mind is because speaking about business in front of big groups is fine because uh, I've got 30 to 45 minutes and I've got my presentation. I get detailed and it's pretty good. But making people laugh intentionally, like this is one thing, if you can make yeah. somebody laugh, mm -hmm. but when people are staring at you and say, make us laugh, that's different. And it was yeah. it was really it was really odd. I enjoyed it, I'm glad I did it, but it was really odd. Where did you do this at? Here locally, it was for a local charity, a guy that's really well known, and it was me, a state senator, we had a former congressman, a couple of local judges, regional judges, and me. 
That's and, awesome. Well, funny thing is, our our state uh, uh, chair, house chairman, uh, his name's Gerald McCormick, and he may watch this down the road. But <clears throat> I go first. I'm mm-hmm. the first guy because I'm the least well known, right? So they're going to get me up to get all the, the crusty people to get make them go. <laughs> and where's the funny people coming up? You know. Mm-hmm. So I get up and I had the guy's name uh, was Charlie Hunt that we were roasting. And I had about six or seven good things about Charlie. But then I started going to this website about where you can get good roast jokes. Mm. And they're out there because I didn't have enough for the full eight to ten minutes. Now, that's a while. It that's is, mm-hmm. and, if, and if it's going bad, it's a long, it's oh, an eternity. That's yeah. that's so. This is when God talks about eternity. That's what that means. <laughs> so, I get up, and Gerald McCormick is sitting here. I'm at the podium. There's 600 people looking up at me. It's going pretty good, and I start going through. I start, you know, working through that list. I got off the website, and I looked over, and Gerald McCormick is marking his jokes off because he had been to the same website. Oh my gosh! And I was taking about half of his material, and he was ticked. He got up and he goes, "Well, Clint just took about half of my jokes." I went, "Hey, that's what you let happens when you let me go first, man. You should have, you know, ponied up." Wow. Ponied up. Great. Yeah. So, I um, I guess one last one is what's something you want for yourself by the end of 2021? I want you to be. We're gonna. I'm gonna be your um, accountability partner on this and make sure that I ping you with it to see if you're done with it. What is it that you want for yourself? by the end of 2021 whether it's well goal, whether it's a professional business whatever just what can i hold you to all right i'm going to ask for a favor i'm going to tell you but then before we leave i want to give a couple of quick things that people can take away from this that the suggestions that i would make to them is that okay we can do that first if you want it, it's- well let me start with that because here's one thing that i really have a passion when it comes to business owners if you've been owning a business for over a year or two there is a transition that happens with business owners. They go from having a startup mindset to I own a business now. Mm-hmm. And I've seen people own a business for a while that don't know how much money they're making this month. Right. They don't pay themselves. They have a they have this startup mentality which will cause you to be a week-to-week only entrepreneur instead of running a business. Okay. It's a mindset shift. So work on your business, spend that time, don't cancel meetings with yourself. Track your habits, track your time, track those KPIs, those key performance indicators, and then ask the question we were talking about before we come on, what do I need from the business? Mm-hmm. What do I want my, how, not just what I want my customer to have, my employees to have, and my vendors, the world, but what do I personally and my family need from this business? What is it about the lifestyle? What is it I'm gonna take that's gonna make my life better? Not just my, what, what am I going to give to the business? What's the business going to give to me? It's a big question. And I don't think a lot of people spend a lot of time on it. Now, with that out of the way, I would love to go back and pick part of Connect Marketing. That's the one I did about the, the podcast about failure. <clears throat> the couple things that I was doing really well inside Connect Marketing was the sales and business consulting and speaking. Like, And I've done a few of the Zooms. I would love to do that in podcasting full time. So by the end of 2021, I would love to have over half my income since you're my accountability partner Mm -hmm. and I'm transitioning back into small business ownership. Hopefully I would love to have more guest appearances on podcast and I've got six consulting clients right now. I'd like to have at least 10. Nice. There you go. Now I hear, I'm going to ask you something. So when we get off this, you got to give me a rating as a guest. I got to, you got to call me and say, Hey, this is what you did right. And this is what you did wrong. I guess that's hard conversations. 
that is that is one of those hard conversations now if you were to um give a book that maybe you've read as a as an entrepreneur a small business owner whatever it is what book would you i guess tell people that is important to read i got i got two or three the seven habits of highly effective people which is an old standby it's one of my best ones good to great one of my favorite books of all time first break all the rules is one of my favorite books of all time. It's good to great. First break all the rules are written by the same guy. And then the greatest salesman in the world. Wow. Because it's about life and it incorporates religion and Jesus in it. And I like that. You like Jesus? That's good. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You're going to, I just, <laughs> okay. Feel a little judgment on that. A really cute guy you said right there. Wow. The pickled heart. I just feel like I got a little, a little bit of that pickled heart. No, I think I just saw the Sunday school clip was all because you're like, it has Jesus in it. So it was just a really, it was a really cute moment. And Jesus to you all. <laughs> very good. Very good. I'm going to um, get ready to put you backstage and then I'm going to sign off. But really quick, is there any last things that you want to say to our wonderful audience? No, no. Just if you're a salesperson or business owner, just know that um, find ways to push through whatever is ahead of you. Listen to people around you. And uh, the, the, the hard times are coming. But if, if you've got a passion for it, you'll make it. You'll, you'll, you'll make it happen. Excellent. Well, you stay there. I'm going to throw you backstage. Thank you, Clint, for uh, coming to this wonderful Pickled Heart and uh, and giving us some some good seeds. You really I did. enjoyed it. Thank you. So um, I'm going to remove you really quick and then I'll go ahead and close. All right, everybody. Thank you for coming along with us on this journey of laughs and lessons as we discuss business and we'll just say personal habits as well. I hope that Friday will continue to bring you nothing but smiles. Make sure that you tell yourself at least two times a day, I can, I will, and I'm so worth it. Yes, you are. God bless you and see you soon.